Wire Bank Sucks listeners, this is James, the Notorious Better Banking Guy, inviting you to join us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash notoriousbanker. For as little as $1 a month, you can support this podcast and my other podcast, The Notorious Better Banking Guy. $2 a month will get you bonus podcasts created exclusively for Patreon and a shout out as a contributor on my podcast. I have dedicated the last 15 years of my life into bettering the financial lives of others, and with a small contribution on Patreon, you can help me better the lives of you and countless others. The Notorious Better Banking Guy fights for you in the banking world and fights even harder to keep you financially awesome. With vigilante customer service, helpful tips on how to save better and spend wisely, and much, much more. Other benefits are available at higher levels, but I ask that you contribute to Patreon today to support the fiercest financial advice out there. Bank like a badass and support the Notorious Banker Guy on Patreon today. Once again, that's patreon.com slash notoriousbanker. See you there. Welcome to the Why Your Bank Sucks podcast. My name is James Baca. I'm here to tell you why your bank does in fact suck very much. 1,820 amazing followers at Bank Better Guy. Thank you so very much for that. As I've said before, we've probably had over 3,000 followers um, come and go in the time that I started this last year. But it's it's you know it's true. People just don't want to hear this horrible news all the time. So I can't seem to keep followers. You know it's it's depressing, and it takes a very strong-willed person to do this job. And I gladly accept that role. Thank you so much for all the well wishes. Thank you so much for the DMs. Um, the conversations that I have are very enlightening. I really, I really love those things. It's the thing I miss about banking the most, but I get the best of it over here. Well, I get the worst of it because it's always a negative conversation about the bank, but I always work um, my ass off to to get things right, to get things fixed for the people who follow me. So thank you so much for that. Had a couple of donations via Cash App. Thank you so much to those people who donated five bucks each. Means a lot. Every little bit helps, guys. I'm I'm gonna struggle pretty soon here. I'm running out of money, but I'm happy and I'm glad to continue to do this as much as I can because frankly, it needs to be done. If I have to work at Burger King, well, I'm gonna be doing a podcast and talking to you fine folks on the back of the Burger King building while I'm taking a break. I don't smoke, but I'll be eating a Whopper and fries, and I'll be doing a podcast about why your bank sucks, because this knowledge is not going to leave me. This knowledge is never going to leave me, because you know what? I work so hard for Bank of America, and I treated people so well. And to see how Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and all the other bigger banks treat uh, the average customer is just frustrating to me. Today's podcast is going to be a little different. Um, We're going to talk about one topic, and we're going to talk about it continuously, then I'm going to wrap it up. So there will be no second segment, there will be no wrap-up to it. Um, I have a couple of people on the inside (laughs) at Bank of America. It sounds funny. sounds like I'm some sort of spy or something, and I'm not. I just love talking banking, and some people like to talk banking too. And guess what? Employees of a bank like Bank of America love to talk to ex-employees about how things change. Because things change all the time over there, and it's not always for the good. I have a couple of people who work at Bank of America call centers, and they're the illegitimate call centers. I'm going to do a podcast about that very soon, about the po- um, about the call centers where Bank of America employees or people who work for Bank of America, quote-unquote, don't make $20 an hour like Brian Moynihan says. There's call centers where they make half that, and they get none of the benefits of Bank of America. They get none of the, the perks of working for Bank of America, yet they take all of the BS that um, Bank of America gives to their customers. But I have a couple of people in call centers. I have a couple of people who are bankers 
both locally and nationally, that feed me information about what's going on in the banking world. And I get to extrapolate it. I get to say my opinion on it now. Well, I have someone on the inside who is a relationship manager, my old job. And um, this wasn't local. Someone actually reached out to me via DM when I had posted about the ATMs closing in um, African-American neighborhoods in St. Louis. I get this DM from someone who is a follower who um, works as a relationship manager in the Midwest. I will say it that way. And she let me in on a bombshell. And the reason why I'm doing this podcast is, um, guys, it's really going to impact the paycheck-to-paycheck type of person. And And I swear to you with all my heart, the only reason I do this is because I'm looking to protect that person. So after this brief promotional consideration... I'm going to be right back with this information because it really bums me out. And it has everything to do with the ATM as well. So please stick around. All right, I'm back. So I have a lot of people on the inside of Bank of America. I have a lot of people who DM me all this cool information about the place that I worked at for a long time. It's not confidential information. It's going to be rules. It's going to be policy within Bank of America. The internal stuff I can care less about. The internal politics are what got me fired at Bank of America. So I can care less about stuff like that. Um, Because at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter beyond the branch level. Because what I'm fighting for, yeah, the corporate part sucks. Don't get me wrong. They make $25 billion a year and they're horrible. But you know what? I, I care about the little person. I care about the person looking to pay their bills, for God's sakes. I have a couple of people who feed me information who work for Bank of America call centers. And um, they're not the real Bank of America call centers. I guess I should explain if you haven't listened to previous podcasts. Bank of America outsources a lot of their call centers to these third-party companies. And here's the thing. You know, the $20 an hour that Bank of America talks about giving its employees as a minimum wage. Well, these call center people get half that. And they don't get the perks of a free account like Bank of America employees do. They don't get two weeks paid vacation. They don't get the awesome health insurance that Bank of America has to offer. And they do offer really good health insurance. They don't get all that stuff, yet they are um, contract employees for Bank of America and these call centers. And they take all of the crap and nothing gets done because they have no power to do anything per Bank of America's orders with the company that manages those call centers. I have a couple of people both locally and nationally that are personal bankers. People that I worked with, people that I trained with, people that I went to meetings with. You know, I'll get the occasional bits and pieces of information from them about what's going on in the world. I don't need to know all the behind the scenes stuff about who got hired and fired. I can really give a crap less. Uh, The national people will fill me in on things that happened at their banking center, things that they heard through the grapevine, new rule changes and what have you. And I also, um, in my followers list, have someone who was a banking center manager in Las Vegas, Nevada. In the last um, couple of months, she um, joined my little followers list here at Bank Better Guy. And I got to tell you, it's interesting seeing it from the perspective of someone who was a manager of a big city bank of America. Because guess what? I do have another former co-worker of mine who no longer works for Bank of America, who was a financial center manager in Las Vegas, Nevada as well. And she fed me information up until the day that she left the bank as well. So I have these people who are um, giving me this information. I say leaking the information. It sounds kind of nefarious, but it's not. It's basically just giving me a heads up about what's to happen to Bank of America and preparing my customers, my followers for these things that happen. And it's really frustrating. So I'm just going to read the DM that this person, who shall remain anonymous, although I thank her very much for submitting this, uh, told me. 
And this was because I had posted about the ATMs in black neighborhoods with Bank of America closing at 6 p.m. in the St. Louis area. So this person is kind of close to that. So this is what she said. She said they also just announced internally they're getting rid of the immediate $300 cash back option for ATM check deposits for, quote, security and protection reasons. That's crazy to me. For the last 15 years of banking at Bank of America, the one thing that that I sold as a teller and as a banker, as a manager, was, hey, deposit your check at the ATM, deposit your cash at the ATM, and we'll give you immediate credit based on that. You know, and it's not everyone. Everyone can be, you know, in a positive balance and not everyone would get the same amount. But up to $300 is typically available for someone who's in good standing in the bank. So let's say that you had a $300 check, but you had $10,000 in the account. You put that sucker in the ATM, the ATM would give you that immediate credit right away because they're like, hey, this guy has $10,000. He's a longtime customer. It's really, really um, a slam dunk. This person is not going to commit fraud on this. So the check doesn't post, quote unquote, until the next day. But the bank gives you the benefit of the doubt and gives you the cash availability. Oh my goodness, this is ending, my friends. This is ending in May, if I'm not mistaken from what she said. Now here's the kicker about this. A lot of people say, well, why does the bank not want to give us immediate credit? So why, why are they doing this? It's all a push to get people to do direct deposit. Now I'm not saying you, the customer, because you're the employee of a of a you know of a company that doesn't offer direct deposit. So basically, by holding your money, what Bank of America is going to try to do now with this rule change is indirectly kind of um, get you to complain to the bank. I mean, they want you to complain to them. That way, they can tell you at the bank, you know, you should really talk to your boss about offering direct deposit. Does your boss bank with us, for instance? Well, if they don't bank with us, we love to have them here at Bank of America, but also we would sell them on the benefits of direct deposit. That way you can get a free account, and that way you can get your money a lot quicker. So it's basically bribing you to go bitch out your boss with this new role change, which is crazy to me. I lived in New Mexico. I live in New Mexico. The people who own businesses here, half of them are really old. Half of them don't trust computers, for God's sakes. So, you know, half of them are never going to offer direct deposit. Is Would it be easier and more convenient for those employees? Oh, yeah, sure. Hell, yeah. I'm, I'm for that. I'm not against Bank of America on that. I want people to make their lives easier that way. But basically, the people who this impact are people who will get these every week or two week paychecks. And now they're going to have to wait you know, an extra day at least, and depending if they're paycheck to paycheck with low balances, they may have to wait an extra week for their money, so they may actually get their next paycheck by the time that the first check is available, and that's insane. That's insane, and that's the first thing I thought of, because this person who leaked this information to me works in um, in a big city where there's a lot of paycheck to paycheck people, and this is going to impact those people. And and what does that mean? Does that mean does that mean they're doing it on purpose? I believe so. It's either saying, hey, do direct deposit. That way you don't ever have to worry about depositing a check. That way you don't even have to worry about coming to the bank. You could just use your debit card to make your purchases. Or we're gonna hold your check. And that's not an option for some people who are low to middle income. Some people have to pay the bills, they have to pay the rent. So it's an indirect way of saying, um, you really should think of another bank if this is going to be a problem for you because our roles, unfortunately, are going to change as of, you know, April or May, whenever it's going to be. 
And that's that's insane and that's sad. That's basically alienating the customers a little bit more who need that paycheck. The average person who's a millionaire and then they deposit a thousand dollar check, you know, a cash dividends check from their stocks or something, that's not gonna freaking affect them. They don't give a crap. The person this is gonna impact is someone who has a low balance, because when you have a low balance, you tend to not get immediate credit availability anyway or not as often. So if it's automatically going to be held a day, there's really no incentive. And they're they're going to dissuade people. And this is another part of the DM that I wanted to read to you that this person got on a need-to-know training, which a need-to-know training is basically like a pop quiz with Bank of America. Bank of America, every, I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday, has this little five-minute you know quiz that the tellers have to take and the bankers have to take saying, Hey, this is what's happening at Bank of America in the month of January. Just to let you know, this account is changing to this one, and then this one's going away. They give you these little bits and pieces of information to keep you in the know. It's a need-to-know basis for those things. That's why they call it the need-to-know training. There's a little quiz usually in there, and it's more of a nuisance than anything. I don't think a lot of employees actually sit around and take the test in silent. You take it between customers, and a lot of the time you don't pick up on a lot of that information. But the person that leaked this to me um, felt that it was important. That's why she DM'd me and said, hey, this is going to impact a lot of people who need their money. Here's the second part of that first DM. And then she says, employees are now being discouraged from presenting check cashing as an alternative as policies on check cashing will evolve as they continue to push direct deposit. I said it before that non-customers get the short end of the stick whenever they're trying to cash Bank of America checks. Um, some people who are of color seem to think it's a racist thing. Well, I don't think it's a racist thing. It's a, we don't want you in here type of thing. Where if the, if you're a non-customer and you go in with a check of $1,500, um, do you have an account? No, I don't have an account. Well, we do need a thumbprint on the check, but beforehand we have to verify the check in order to make sure that everything is good to be negotiated. Non-customer has to send the lobby while a banker such, such as myself or a manager will have to call the number on file to you know verify, hey, is this Burger King of Los Angeles? Hi, this is James Baca. I'm calling to just verify check number 1234 for a John Smith for $350.20. And half the time you'll get a, thank you so much for protecting our account. I really appreciate that. And the other half are, yes, it's good. Why the hell do you call me for every check? Why do you call me for every check? Don't call me again. And then they hang up. Guess what happens whenever the maker of the check hangs up? Mr. Smith, um, I couldn't verify the check with the writer of the check, so I cannot cash it for you today. I do recommend taking it to your bank for deposit or negotiation. I unfortunately won't be able to help you today, sir. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's the way that I discourage people from Bank of America. Um, whenever we didn't want to cash a check because it was too large or we didn't feel right about it, we found a way to bl blow these people off. I did. I didn't want to do it. I wanted new accounts. So I tried to push for the account. And if I didn't get it, well, here's your thumbprint. Maybe next time. It's just the way I thought. But the person who leaked this information to me just essentially said that they have been discouraged from saying, hey, come in to cash your check. Because they don't want you in a line. They don't even want account holders in line anymore to cash checks. So what's going to happen is they're going to push the thought of, yeah, deposited at the ATM. Unfortunately, there's no longer immediate credit. Earliest you could have it is midnight tonight, although there may be a hold. If there's a hold, it could take up to X. 
That's crazy to me. And that's basically going to be another way of suffocating people from banking at Bank of America. And here's why. Like I said, the people who would deposit these checks that would complain the most about these checks are not the ones who don't need it. They're the people that said, hey, when I get my check on Friday, man, I'm going to pay the electric bill. Got to pay my cell phone because they're going to turn it off. Got to buy formula for the baby. And then they put their check in the ATM and then it says, okay, it'll be available at midnight tonight. And then they check their online banking the next morning and that money still isn't in there because the back office placed a 10-day hold on it. Then you go to the manager of Bank of America and say, hey, why is there a 10-day hold on this check when my receipt says that it's going to be available at midnight? Well, due to a likelihood of being returned, unfortunately, we had to place an extended hold on the check. Liars. You guys are liars. It's, you know, the 15 years that we've had immediate funds availability at ATMs, um, technology has gotten way better. It used to be that everything was manually pulled and there was still a human element to it that just made it slow. I was the guy who pulled ATMs 15 years ago. It sucked. It's a job that I never want again. It's all digital now. Everything is a digital image and the immediate availability kind of coincides with known checks, known routing numbers, known account numbers. Everything is so technical. So what Bank of America is saying by saying that we're no longer going to give you immediate um, cash availability when you deposit this piece of paper in our ATM and we're not going to let you cash the check. We do request that you deposit it. Um, and then the next time, hopefully, your employer can offer direct deposit is basically saying that we're going to eliminate paper and we're going to force forcibly eliminate paper. Now, I'm going to take a little breath right here because I've been talking for 12 minutes straight. And I don't want to sound like I'm a wacko because I'm not. But here's the thing. How, you know, CEO Brian Moynihan on Fox Business in July said, hey, you know, the cost of moving cash around and moving all this paper around is $5 billion a year. Well, how do you earn $5 billion more a year? You find it really hard to make a customer put that piece of paper into your bank. Do you know what I mean? So if someone knows that if they go in the ATM and deposit their check, it's not going to be available to at least tomorrow and possibly days later, they're probably not going to do it. They'll probably do something stupid like go to a check cashing place for a percentage or maybe they will go to another bank if they have a second bank somewhere. And those are the those are the the things that a lot of my former clients had to deal with here in New Mexico was they had to make a business decision and I freaking hate that phrase because Bank of America uses it too. A business decision and hey, I, this piece of paper is my paycheck. I need it now. I can deposit into your bank. You know, I'm just going to close you guys out because it's always held every time I deposit it. And I'm just going to, to fast bucks to go cash my check for a percentage. And it serves me no purpose. I need my money now. That's what Bank of America is trying to do to these customers, guys. So when an employee is being told to discourage people from cashing checks, and then the quote that the person who leaked this to me said, as policies on check cashing will evolve... That tells me that they're going to stop um, cashing checks for everyone pretty soon. I, I believe it within the next maybe year or two. As as bank tellers go away, as long lines prevail, as um, banking centers close or they're converted to those new advanced centers where there's just you know a bunch of screens and a virtual greeter and all that stuff, I really do believe the elimination of the paper check at Bank of America is coming very soon. And it's coming with this rule change, you know, you're not giving someone the possibility to get money back and then the teller in front of you is going to push every way to not cash that check. That tells me that they don't want you there, guys.
Now, I, I rack my brain around it all the time, and I want to believe that a lot of these things don't happen um, on purpose, but it's hard to, it's hard to say um, they don't happen on purpose because they do. And here's the thing, as and you know, the person who said it to me is they continue to push direct deposit. Here's the thing with direct deposit, guys. Bankers make money off of your direct deposit. So if I open an account for you, I get a certain amount of value towards my quarterly goal. But I always I always said, and my manager say it this way too, it's not the account, it's all the fixins. You know, the turkey is the account. And the mashed potatoes, the gravy, the corn, the sweet potato pie are all the other things that go along with the account. And direct deposit is one of them. So if I open a checking account for you, for the purposes of this argument, I'm just going to say it's worth $100 of value to my goal. Direct deposit is worth like 60 to 75 It's almost as valuable as the account itself. And then once that person gets direct deposit consistently, there's a multiplier. So that account ends up being three times as valuable to a banker if that person gets direct deposit. So if you're taking away the option of immediate availability for paper checks and you're forcing people to direct deposit, that's going to incentivize the bankers to get higher bonuses, although I think their goals will be higher, which means they'll probably still get screwed out of a lot of their bonus money. And what's going to happen is those people will get into direct deposit and then there's going to be less walk-in traffic or there's going to be less need for cash logistics. And that's how a bank closes, guys. They're going to say, hey, you know what? Walk-in traffic has decreased 32%. Direct deposit enrollments are up about the same. Um, people don't take out as much cash anymore. So you know what? We're going to make the decision, the difficult decision, to close this banking center effective April 1st. That's how it happens, guys. Do I think that... Do I think that all, let me just get off on a tangent here. Do I think all Bank of America branches need to stick around? No. There's some extra ones. There's there's a bunch, you know, that probably don't need to be where they're at. But it's kind of ironic whenever they close in places of um, low-income poverty or whenever they close the ATMs at night in African-American or Hispanic neighborhoods, then it starts to ring more than just a coincidence. It sounds like it's kind of a targeting thing. Because think about it, yeah, the, most of the most of the civilized world has direct deposit now for their pay, but the people that don't, it's not their fault that they get paper checks. It's their it's their boss's fault. So now, because their boss made a banking decision on how they want to pay their employees, you're punishing your customer, which basically means one of two things: you either want their employer, or you don't want that employee to ever bank with you. Because you're making it damn hard to live your life whenever you have to wait for your check. After you get paid on a Friday, for God's sakes, and you have to wait one business day for your check, you're going to wait till Monday? Are you kidding me? People need to eat. People need to pay their bills. And the elimination of check cashing is going gonna, is gonna to just blow things out of the water. I, in a way, I'm thankful that I never worked for Bank of America again because to have to tell people, oh, sir, hey, how can I help you today? My name is James. What can we get for you? Uh, yes, I'm here to cash my check. Unfortunately, as of August the 1st, Bank of America is not going to allow check cashing in its financial centers. You will have to make a deposit for that, and it will be available at the earliest midnight tonight. I can hear every old timer out there. You got to be kidding me. A bank that doesn't cash checks? What kind of world is this? What kind of America is this? I, I hear it already. 
And I imagine Twitter blowing up when that does happen, you know. So, just to summarize, Bank of America is no longer going to give you immediate credit for deposit at the ATM. That's what I heard. That's what was in this person's training. I believe it 100% because I have predicted as such. I predicted that um, the Topeka, Kansas thing, the podcast I did in September, what happened in Topeka? They closed all the financial centers and they said, oh, yeah. Don't worry about it. People don't go into the financial centers. We're going to close down the centers, yes. We are going to leave um, the ATMs in their locations in their week. The week that the Topeka, Kansas centers closed down, they took out the deposit freaking ATMs and they're only cash-only ATMs, basically blocking those people from ever depositing a paper check again, which is saying if you're not um, a direct deposit guy in Topeka, yeah, we, we don't really want you because that paper, someone has to come pick it up every week from the ATM to pull your deposit and has to go back to the bank that it's drawn off of. They're trying to eliminate that. So Topeka, Kansas, and I'm writing about that in my book, they got totally screwed on that. They were the test dummy. You know how like some some cities like test market chips or different candy bars or something that's like, hey, they're trying out a new Reese's Cup in Topeka, Kansas, and if it goes well there, it might go nationwide. Well, Bank of America tried out a new idea in Topeka. They closed all the banking centers, and that's par for the course. I mean, mine closed too. But they left the ATMs. But the day that they closed, they actually took away the deposit ATMs and put regular old ATMs that are one-trick ponies. They only take money out, and you can only take money out in 20s. Those are the cheap, you know, bottom-of-the-barrel, basement-price ATMs. So Topeka is a really good example for this in saying that... If um, you live in Topeka and you want to bank with us, you got to bank a certain way. Otherwise, we're not going to make it convenient for you anymore. And that's what the elimination of the cash availability for deposits is going to be. And the elimination of check cashing in the lobbies. It's saying we don't want you to do banking this way. We want you to do it this way. Or we're going to make it really hard to bank with us. And I really believe that... Despite the fact that they've invested so much money in all these deposit ATMs and those ATM video machines and stuff like that, I really think that the next wave of their ATMs are not going to have deposit capability. It's the same concept of having a brand new car stereo that you buy at Best Buy and it doesn't have a CD player. I The last three car stereos I've had don't have CD players and it. it's just so weird. I don't listen to CDs anymore. I haven't bought a CD in 10 years. But it's weird not seeing that slot to put a CD in. It's just a giant screen and it says connect to Bluetooth or your Pandora or connect through an auxiliary input. And you're like, well, I'm, since they're not pushing CDs, I guess I just have to do it this way from now on. It's weird to adapt and it's going to be hard for a lot of people to adapt um, in this case. But I can't tell the person who leaked this information to me in Missouri. Um, I can't thank them enough for it. And, um, you know, she posted right after I was talking, asking her questions about it. And she says, well, it's going to vary by state when they roll this out. And she says, I think it'll apply to all ATMs by May. And I currently work for Bank of America as a relationship manager. So I took the need to know training. Hopefully I'm not there much longer, LOL. And she says, your posts are always so right. You're damn right. I have been gone for 18 long months, guys. 18 months of unemployment Bank of America, and I know more about Bank of America than Bank of America knows about itself. This news was done by someone who doesn't want a certain select group of people to bank at Bank of America anymore, and those are what they call non-primary clients. 
primary clients at Bank of America mean people who get direct deposit, who have a balance of $1,500 or more every single month in their checking account. If you don't have a direct deposit, nor do you have $1,500, you are not considered a primary client. You're considered a level zero client. They literally call it level zero, and um, you're not worth a damn thing to them. I got so many um, chastisings from my manager about getting level zero clients. I had homeless people in my branch. I had people getting out of prison. I had people who lived in trailer parks. I literally had people who were disabled and living in a hotel for $300 a month. And the hotels are disgusting, guys. I, I had those type of clients. I didn't have million-dollar clients. So I appreciated the business more because these people had a little amount to work with. And they said, hey, I'm going to go to James at Bank of America. That crap meant a lot to me. It, it really did. Um, this person, this leaker said, um, we're encouraged to present, quote, convenient deposit options instead. The need-to-know training I did this morning says, do not offer check cashing as a solution for today. Offer convenient banking options as a solution for long term. What does that mean? Direct deposit, bankers get a bonus, including the managers get a bonus. What does that mean? Online and mobile banking, bankers and managers get a bonus for enrollment in online banking and mobile banking. It's two different things to them. And direct deposit, bankers and managers get credit, bonus credit for direct deposit. So that banker, the James of whatever branch, plus you know his or her manager, will get credit towards their overall quarterly goal for offering convenient banking options. And it says do not offer check cashing. Why? Because it doesn't make us any money. Because we have to order that money, we have to hire a teller for that to hold that money and to give you the money, and then we have to order more money and it costs again. It's happening, guys. It's going all virtual. And I know what a lot of you say. Well, well, I don't go into the branch anyway, and everything's electronic, and I Venmo, and I Zelle, and I Cash App, and this, and that, blah, 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 blah. Good for you. I'm not saying those are bad things. I'm not saying, um, you know, branch banking is, um, it's antiquated. It is. But it's the only thing people have, guys. You don't understand whenever you have a little bit of money and you're able to go to a bank, you see the bank as kind of like a public utility. You see it as, uh, well, it sucks that I have to pay for electricity, but I need electricity to keep the fridge on, to keep the food warm so the kids don't starve. And that's the way people see banks, guys. So because you think virtually and you can bank virtually doesn't mean that there's um, people out there who think the same way you do. And it's not that they don't think that way. They're just not allowed to or they're not able to bank the way that you figured out. So here's the thing. Bank of America with this decision to limit cash uh, funds availability and um, bankers to not encourage check cashing they're basically saying, get away from us, poor people. We don't want you here anymore. Take your check cashing somewhere else to a bank that'll um, do those menial tasks. Because everything offering convenient banking options, convenient banking options, there's a sales element to that. They're trying to boost their numbers, and they're trying to justify saying, oh, hey, 37 million people do mobile banking out of our customers now. It went up to 44 million. So I like to announce Bank of America will be closing 2,200 locations as of May 2021. That's so what's going to happen, guys, and that's all there is to it. I really thank the person who leaked this information to me. Um, she told me she was looking at um, Indeed.com at work. That's how much she hated it, and she says that people take things out on us. She says that 
there are three cash-capable employees that can help the line, and they're only allowed to have one person on the line, which means the system manager and the teller supervisor stand around. Customers take it out on her, and it sucks. And she says, despite the crazy lines, I'm expected to meet my banker conversation rate. Basically saying, hey, you're supposed to get people in your office and sell them crap. And there's a little average there that they want you to meet. If you don't meet, guess what? You're written up and you're out of there. And she says, how can I focus on sales when there's 30 people in line and they want to cash checks and we're not going to be able to do that? Guys, I just told you in 27 short minutes why your bank sucks. My name is James Baca, and I wanted to do this podcast because it's breaking news, guys. It, it's such a little nothing. It says, like, oh, the bank doesn't offer cash availability anymore, and they're not going to encourage check cashing. Those people who need those checks, especially the government checks, uh, you know, state welfare checks, unemployment checks like I got last year, uh, people who work in food service, um, the McDonald's here in Las Cruces, New Mexico, has like 16 locations and the franchisee does not offer direct deposit so there's like 400 kids out there who don't know the benefits of direct deposit and they're not going to be able to cash their checks at bank of america pretty soon it's all the reasons why your bank sucks guys i'm going to wrap it up here I'm not going to take you to a commercial break and go to another segment we're going to do another podcast in a few days um i'm talking i'm going to do a role play about how i oversold credit cards to you and I was good at it. I was really good at overselling credit cards. And I'm going to walk with you through an interaction, a role play, if you will, of how I used to get people to open these credit cards. Because you know what? I'm in credit card debt, guys, and it sucks. I put so many people through thousands and thousands of dollars, probably millions of dollars of credit card debt. And that crap weighs heavy on my brain. It depresses me, to be quite honest with you. Um, but I wanted to go through a role play. That way you can be aware of when you're being sold a credit card. And the quote... Um, you know, things, the 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 hints that they find that they think you can benefit from a credit card. Guys, credit is everything in the world. You need credit to buy a house and buy a car. But you don't need credit to um, satiate some banker's conversation rate or their sales rate or their credit card goal or their quarterly goal. I'm going to walk you through um, a role play situation. I'm going to show you how seedy it gets whenever we talk credit cards, especially during my 13 years of Bank of America. Because I sold credit cards through all 13 years of Bank of America because I worked there at a time where bank tellers were selling credit cards and we didn't freaking even know what that was at that point. My name is James Baca and I just told you why your bank sucks. Please go to patreon.com slash notoriousbanker. Donate a dollar, donate two, donate five, ten, fifteen, twenty, a hundred, a thousand, whatever. Support this podcast, support my project. I promise you we're going to get things done. Talk to you in a few days, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great day.